Welcome to On The Move, the global mobility podcast brought to you by Vialto Partners. Vialto is your ally in mobility, tax and immigration solutions. We spark meaningful growth for your business and your people. At Vialto, we push the boundaries of global mobility, powering positive outcomes in business and beyond. Our teams partner closely with you, providing extensive expertise and seamless tech-enabled experiences so you can mobilize a dynamic global workforce and unlock potential. Hi, and welcome to On The Move, Vialto Partners Global Mobility Podcast. This is series two of our series on employment tax podcast. In this series, we are discussing year-end preparation for territories which do not have calendar year-end or have upcoming deadlines. My name is Adi Kasuma. I'm a senior manager with Fialto Partners based in Singapore, and I'm joined by my colleague, Pingping. Pingping is a partner with Fialto Partners in Kuala Lumpur, and she leads the employment tax practice in Malaysia. Hi, Adi. Thanks for the introduction. It's great to join you here today. Nice to have you here with us today as well, Pingping. So today we're going to discuss what employers need to consider in preparing the year-end filing in Malaysia. Firstly, what are the key considerations and actions that employers need to perform for the year-end reporting in Malaysia? Can you share a little bit on that with us, Pingping? Sure, Adi. So in Malaysia, in preparation of the year-end tax reporting for employers, there are three key actions that employers need to take towards their employees. Firstly, employers are required to prepare and lodge the employer return also known as the Form E, together with the CP8D attachment by 31st March following the year of assessment. However, on a concessionary basis, the tax authorities have allowed the form to be lodged by 30th April, so there is a one-month extension. So for 2022 Form E, this is only due by 30th April 2023. Now, for the benefit of our listeners, the Form E is essentially a statutory return whereby details of the gross remuneration as well as benefits in kind paid to the employees of the company during the fiscal year are reported therein. Now, besides that, the employer will also need to issue and distribute individual employees' remuneration statements, also known as the Form EA, by the last day of February following the year of assessment. So for 2022 Form EA, this should have been distributed to employees by 28 February 2023. Employers are also advised to use the latest version of the Form EA as the reporting sections in the form do tend to change on a year-to-year basis. Now, the Form EAs are to be distributed to all employees, including those who have left the company during the fiscal year. So it's really important to note that employers must still prepare and provide the Form EA for each of their employees, even those who are not subject to tax or derive tax exam remuneration from the employer. Employers are also strongly advised to use the tax authority's approved computerized payroll system to facilitate and ensure accuracy of the preparation of the EA forms for their employees. And finally, Malaysia operates a pay-as-you-earn system, or PAYE. So employers have to ensure that the monthly tax deductions are remitted accurately from January to December, and the total remitted amount represents the total annual taxability computed on the employment income. Thanks, Pingping. There are a lot of important dates that you've shared earlier. What happens if we miss any of the above timeline? Is there anything that, that we can do? 
Well, Adi, if the deadlines are missed, typically the tax authorities will not impose an automatic penalty until and unless they carry out a payroll audit on the employer, which is highly likely in a self-assessment system environment where there is a need to verify the correctness of the information reported. Now, such offences, when discovered in an audit, will attract a penalty of no less than 200 ringgit or no more, and no more than 20,000 ringgit under the current law. Now, having said that, it is possible to appeal against the quantum of the penalties imposed, provided that delays can be justified with evidence. Got it. So, what are the typical issues that you've seen arising for employers when they are completing the year-end processes? Can you share some of those with us? Sure, Adi. So, based on our experience on some of the typical issues that we see and encounter include, you know, employers needing to identify who falls within the category of employee before including these individuals for tax reporting purposes in the Form E and Form EA. Now, their workforce may include employees, contract workers, temp staff, contingent workers and independent consultants or contractors. So sometimes the hiring arrangement may not be clear given the terms of the contract and this could lead to a misclassification of the worker. As such, an employer must be able to clearly differentiate the different types of hire within their workforce to avoid any potential challenge from the tax authorities. Now apart from this, employers need to ensure that the income and monthly tax deduction reporting for the fiscal year is complete and accurate before they are captured in the Form E and Form EA. The challenge is always to determine and connect the data points of the income items and consolidate these for reporting purposes, as not all income captured for reporting comes from only one source, such as the payroll summary. The payroll team, which typically prepares the Form E and Form EA, will therefore need to engage actively with the various stakeholders in finance and HR to obtain any details of the benefits, um, reimbursable perquisites and taxable expenses before determining the total income to be reported in the Form EA and Form E respectively. And it is also crucial for employers to ensure not only that the accuracy of the income details declared in these forms are not compromised, but the tax treatment of these income items are technically correct and defensible in the event of a challenge by the tax authorities during a field audit or tax investigation. So in other words, to preempt any challenge from the tax authorities, the employer must be able to show that they have a thorough understanding of the tax laws and legislations before the tax treatment of the income item is determined and correctly reported in the statutory forms. Also, there must be proper HR documentation and policies in place to support and reinforce the stance opposition taken by the company on the reporting of the taxable value of the income items. So for example, are pulled costs provided to employees taxable and reportable on the income statement? Another example, we do vaccinations fall under medical treatment benefits. So there must be policies to support the tax exam and taxable positions for these benefits items. Indeed, Ping Ping, uh, it can be very challenging to gather complete information from multiple sources and to ensure accuracy of all data collected. Aside from that, are there any other challenges or changes this year that you think employers should be aware of? Well, Adi, apart from accurate income reporting, 
employers need to look out for changes in reporting requirements in the Form E and Form EA on a year-to-year -year basis. So for example, a new section to reflect salary deductions made for payments towards life insurance schemes and premiums was introduced in the 2022 Form E. And as such, employers will need to understand what exactly is required for reporting in the states section. Now, the Form EA, which is generated via the computerized payroll system by the employer, has to be regularly updated to the latest version as well to comply with the latest reporting requirements by the tax authorities. Now, from a monthly tax deduction perspective, employers are advised to regularly check and reconcile whether the tax deductions made actually represent the total that tax liability remitted for the employment income derived by the employees. Now, should there be any shortfall detected during the fiscal year itself, this should be made good before the final monthly tax deduction payment is made for December and by 15 January of the following year. Now, on a moving forward basis, employers need to be alert and aware of changes in the legislation with impacts monthly tax deductions and income reporting for the year-end and ensure correctness of tax and social security treatment when introducing new benefits or income items to employees. Awesome. So looking ahead, Ping Ping, uh, what are the three key items for employees to consider in advance of the new tax year? So from an employee perspective, there are three key things that they should be aware of in advance. Firstly, employees can elect to complete the TP1 form given by the employer to the employee up to twice a year to ensure that the monthly tax deduction calculated have taken into account the necessary tax rebates and reliefs. Now, the TP1 form contains a list of rebates and tax reliefs which employees can claim against the monthly tax deduction each month. This ranges from uh, tax relief on book purchases, insurance, medical expenses and others. Including these reliefs in the monthly tax deduction calculation will ensure not only accurate remittance of the monthly taxes, but it helps to avoid over or underpayment of taxes, which will then have to be adjusted when the tax return is lodged with the tax authorities. Now, for employees who derive employment source income only, where the monthly tax deduction remitted represents the annual tax liability or final tax, the employee can elect not to lodge income tax returns for the said year. Now, this election is only available if the employee has worked at least 12 months in the same calendar year and the taxes are not borne by the employer. Secondly, the income tax reporting for all taxable income, include non-employment income deductions claim, must be supported by receipts and documentary evidence. Employees need to adopt a shoebox mentality and start collating these evidences and information at the start of the fiscal year. This is critical given that Malaysia adopts a self-assessment system where the tax return is deemed to be the notice of assessment upon lodgement and the tax authorities will then verify the return submitted through tax audit activities. And finally, employees need to ensure that their tax positions are up to date and there are no outstanding taxes pending with the tax authorities by the new year of assessment to avoid any overseas travel disruptions. Now, typically, if there are outstanding taxes from previous years, the tax authorities will issue a stoppage order to the immigration authorities requesting that the taxpayer be prevented from leaving Malaysia until all taxes due to the tax authorities are paid. The stoppage order contains details of the taxes owed and payable, and the immigration authorities, upon receiving this 
stoppage order will take necessary steps to prevent them, uh, employees, to leave Malaysia even for short overseas trips. Now, this order can only be revoked upon settlement of all outstanding tax liabilities and the revocation process could potentially further delay the employee from travelling overseas if the revocation letter cannot be obtained swiftly. Now, for Malaysian employees, they are strongly advised to log into the immigration travel status portal by entering their 12-digit identity card number to check whether any travel restrictions have been imposed before making any travel plans. Now, for expatriate employees, they will need to request for their latest tax positions from the Malaysian tax authorities by the New Year of Assessment, given the fact that the said portal is not extended to foreign nationals. Awesome. I don't think anyone would want to be stopped at the immigration before leaving on holiday. And thank you again, Pingping, for the insightful sharing. We would like to thank all our listeners for joining us today on the Vialto's Employment Tax Podcast series, and we hope it is time well spent for all of you. You can find other episodes in this series where we'll be talking to experts in relation to year-end preparation for other territories. So keep an eye for additional episodes. In our upcoming series, we'll also tackle other topics in the world of employment tax that can help you better understand and anticipate challenges and opportunities that come with operating a global workforce. Until then, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to On The Move, the global mobility podcast brought to you by Vialto Partners. For more information, please visit us at www.vialto.com. Vialto Partners and Vialto refers to the subsidiaries of CD&R, Galaxy UK Opco Limited, as well as the other members of the Vialto Partners Global Network. The information contained in this podcast is for general guidance on matters of interest only. Vialto is not responsible for any errors or omissions, or for the results obtained from use of this information.